Today on The Breakdown, Antonio Esfandiari, at one point the biggest money winner in the history of tournament poker, goes up against Johnny Chan, World Series of Poker, like 11-time bracelet winner or something. These are two, I'm going to say it, legends of the game, and they play a big-time cash game hand. And man, let me just say this. The blinds are, what are they, 300, 600, 400, 800, and there's a straddle to 1,600. There's huge money involved, and both of them have big, big hands. We're going to talk about it right now in The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> go ahead, say it. Although it's not probably where you think I'm going okay. with, with, the, critique, great, with great. the critique of the opening. It's a, it's a, it is a critique of the opening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure, of course so let me is. let me paraphrase what you just said. All right. Antonio Sfondiari, known for tournaments. I know. Johnny Chan, known for tournaments. <laughs> it's a cash game. <laughs> it's a cash game. That was just one of the many problems with that opening. Yeah. Really. There, were, there was like six problems with that very short opening, right? There's like 40 seconds, and it's just like riddled with issues. That's okay. Yeah, you know, it whatever. It's something to talk about. You know? I, I will say this. Uh, it's not like I write down the opening. You know, that's I'm just, for sure. It's always on the fly up in here. Everything we do is on the fly. That's something yeah. that some of you may not know. Like... The so, podcasts are 100% on the fly. Yeah. The videos, we have been no, informed the videos by are the little, podcast, but we don't yeah. have a script. But they're less on the Poker fly. Poker time commentary, we haven't oh. watched the thing before right. we do the commentary. We're just doing the commentary. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're like to just uh, rock and roll. So if ever we say something weird or offensive, it's just because that's just our train of thought, and that's where it went for that moment. I mean, yeah. So like... It, it does mean, you know, when you listen to the opening, sometimes I burst out laughing and sometimes I say things that are a little off or weird. And that's because I'm making it up as I go, which, you know, has pros and cons. But the pros are it takes less time to do. And the cons are, uh, you know, I say things wrong. So once in a while, and I don't care. Hey, but we're glad you're here, people. We are. We're excited to have you here. We're excited to be talking about this pretty interesting hand. Yeah, this for is sure. This is one of those hands where it's pure exploit. It's yeah. So. Uh, the person who tweeted this hand at us was T-Bone. 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 T-Boney. Sure, why not? Uh, I don't actually know how it's pronounced. He's not my favorite football player, Tim T-Bone. <laughs> Tim T-Bone. <laughs> Please continue. He's a baseball player. Um, he tweeted this hand at us and tagged Antonio Esfandiari yeah. in the tweet. And the tweet was kind of asking, like, is this a standard play? And Antonio responded, definitely not standard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Antonio is correct. It For is, sure. This is a pure exploit play. This is a player dependent play that is made in this hand. So, yeah. So we're going to talk about that and maybe think about in your own games when you play, like, are there players who you can do this against? The answer is yes, by the way. Of course. There's definitely players who you can make either big folds or big calls against or big play, or even bluffs against or overbet for value against where you just can't do it to other players. And that's what exploit is. And we're going to see just a masterclass in it in this hand. Oh, really? A masterclass. Interesting that you bring that up. What do you mean? We got a new sponsor. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about masterclass. You guys have heard of masterclass, right? Probably they have. Tell I mean, them about I masterclass, Jonathan. Well, I'm going to now that you've queued me up so nicely. Masterclass offers online classes taught by the best in the world. This is legit, by the way. These people are like, it's like, wow, I can't believe they got that roster. Like, like Bobby Flay and people like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Literally like like super well-known people like Steven, Aaron Sorkin. Steven Spielberg, right? He's, he does one. Maybe he does teach his yeah. film. Um, Aaron Sorkin teaches writing. I mean, it's crazy. Margaret Atwood teaches writing. Um, they actually also have Dan Negreanu teaching poker. That's their latest one, actually. 
Um, what, so they say, whether you're serious about poker or simply want to become top dog at your weekly game, you don't want to miss the secrets Negrano shares in this class. Seven hours of high-quality video sessions. He teaches tournament strategy, cash game strategy, advanced betting tactics, and theory. Gives you exclusive insights into the mental side of the game, which he's really well-versed in. Yeah. Including how to read players, identifying tells, and hiding tells. I'm actually looking forward to that segment. I could use a little help with that. Covers bankroll management, off-felt training, life as a poker player, and a lot more. In addition to Daniel's class, you can choose from classes taught by over 35 other masters, including Gary Kasparov on chess. Wow. That's impressive. Gordon Ramsay on cooking. I think he yells at you right through the TV. That's awesome. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell on writing. New classes are added often and across a wide range of topics, such as sports, music, cooking, writing, film, and many more. Whether you're pursuing your passion or developing your career, you'll find a master class for you. And I'll say this, having watched a little bit of the Negreanu one so far, it's really well done. Like it's a lot of money is spent. It looks beautiful. It's well thought out. It's good stuff. And I watched um, some of the uh, Thomas Keller cooking class actually. Oh, really? Yeah. And I already have learned some things about cooking, which I did not know. He's showing you like what he thinks about cooking and like here's important things to know about kosher salt, which turns out you sh- that's what you should be cooking with and things like that. So, like, did, did he teach you that it's pronounced crudite, not crudite? Or I didn't did you read ask. that on a menu. Didn't ask. It's just carrots. It's just carrots. Yeah. Why do they do that? Listeners can unlock access to Daniel Granu's class as well as every masterclass for a year. Now available at masterclass.com slash poker. You'll gain unlimited access to over 35 world-class masters, all for one surprisingly low annual price. That's masterclass.com slash poker for unlimited access to masterclass. Masterclass.com slash poker poker i gotta say i think it's pretty great stuff they also have a free trial if you want to check it out you don't have to necessarily pay right away i highly encourage everyone to at least look and see there's almost certainly going to be some stuff in there by like masters of the craft for you it's like dustin hoffman teaches acting and whatever cool stuff yeah and you don't have to be a fool when you go to that fancy restaurant with your date and be like i want the crudite what's a crudite i don't know but it's crudite, Jonathan. But they don't need masterclass for that. They got it no, right they, now. I am actually the masterclass teacher on how to pronounce crudite. <laughs> which is how many how many hours of video crudite. is that? It's a six hour series. <laughs> <laughs> what what happens in the series exactly? Okay, so first I I start with the C because it's the first letter, right? You know, and you just kind of like look at the roundness of the C, but how it's not exactly mm. an O. I like you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, like, no, that's important. It's kind of like it's, you, you've probably never thought of it this way, but a C is like half of an O. I never thought of it that way. And I will say this, by the way, it's more like a gibbous O. But anyway, um, if I confuse a C with the O, I'm never going to say that word correctly. And I never even realized that until just now. Yeah. I'm already getting value. Right. And if, if I get to, the, <laughs> once I get to the I, the R is honestly, it's kind of dry, but it's important for the rest of the word. Right. Yeah. So, but once I get to the I, that's when we get to the fun stuff. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Especially if it's a lowercase I. Oh, oh. goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Masterclass, I hope you enjoy what we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking our own. We're just that, making our own. That's what I we mean, do. You did the read. I'm doing the bonus no, material. No, I love it. I'm happy. It's like the DVD extras, the Blu-ray extras, yeah, right? Yeah, the bonus material. It's right the, the commentary. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Maybe, maybe we talk about poker now. Sure. That was good, though. That was funny. Thank you. The fun, the fun stuff was strong. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, all right. So T-Bone, I'm going to break down your hand for you. Hey, guess what? Little teaser. At the end of this hand, we will continue podcasting because as we promised, we're going to break down one of your hands, yes. a listener hand. Not going to tell you whose. Well, we will eventually. But well, yeah, you'll find out when we do it. But now, let me say this. Uh, two things. Number one, uh, T-Bone got us on the Twitters. He did. 
And he told us about this hand. On the Twitters. And that's what you need to do also. We're at two poker guys. And sometimes a cool thing will happen. Like Antonio Esfandiari will reply to your tweet. That's what happened to yes. T-Bone. Yes. He that's pretty neat. To say. It, was, it was pretty sweet. And um, also, if you want to send in a hand for us to break down, like one of your own hands, you can do that. But you got to use a hashtag. Got, oh, for for one of your own hands. Yeah. yeah. So it's hashtag my hand 2PG. And that's the number 2PG. So my hand 2PG. Otherwise, we're not going to find it because we just get too yeah. many tweets to be able to search through everything. Yeah, we're probably... But, going to start doing this once a month or something. We're going to try it out and see how it goes, basically. Uh, So far, we've gotten some good hands and some not good hands, honestly. Here's what not to send us. Don't send us bad beats that are just bad beats. Don't send us things that are kind of just braggy hands. Like, look at this cool play I made. It's got to be cool and interesting. It's got to, like, make us think about poker a little bit, too. So... FYI, you can also just send us stuff that's like a situation that you find difficult. Sure. Like, that's great. Yeah, Do that. You don't actually have to... <clears throat> you can ask us any questions you want. Maybe we'll just have like a listener question section. Sure. Right? But use that hashtag. Uh, my hands 2 pg Is it my hand or hands? Hand. My hand 2 pg Yeah. This is going great. It's going real well so far. <laughs> hey, um, while we're on this subject, let me just mention one or two other things before we get into this hand, Okay. Um, number one, if you like this podcast, and I know at least some of you do, so a few things you can do. Number one, you can listen to our other podcast, Lighting Money on Fire, Sports Betting with Grant and Jonathan, yeah, which is true. now just available. New, new podcast. Yep. We just finished our recording the second episode. It comes out every Wednesday. Uh, so we're very excited about that. We think it's quite fun and funny and maybe helpful. Uh, not, not Probably. So, not as much as this. but No, no, no. This is, we're, we're more experts on this. But still, we think it's pretty good. Um, anything else we should say? Well, we also have coaching, which is available. If you're ever interested in poker coaching, that exists with the two poker guys. Is that it? Um, don't say crudite. Okay. Let's get to the hand. Let's get to the hand. All right. So there, as Jonathan teased in his, uh, well-scripted opening, there's a straddle. No, no, stop the podcast. I'm leaving. I'm out. I can't take this guy anymore. All right. I'll just do this because I got a lot to say about the first thing that happens in this hand anyway. I probably don't need Jonathan. Uh, oh, Jonathan's trying to pull the silent treatment. <laughs> he can't help it because he I loves can't do it. the sound of his own voice. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> I love so talking. Billionaire Bill Klein straddles to 1600 because 400, 800 is just not big enough. Well, he, in fairness to Bill Klein, no matter whether he wins or loses, that money's going to charity, right? Yeah. Actually, if he loses, he's got to double that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It does that same amount and gives it to charity. If he wins, he gives it all to charity. That's maybe too much money. Maybe he has too much money. Yeah, he might have too much money, but at least he's yeah giving it to charity. It's actually really cool. It is really cool. All right, so let's just talk. Is This guy is okay. a garbage human, not just in this hand. He's a garbage human. <laughs> I have strong opinions. Um, yes, you do. The under the gun after the straddle player is Viffer, and he limps for 1,600 with King-9 offsuit. What the hell, man? Why? What just happened? One time we did a video with Viffer, and we I think we critiqued his check back on the turn against Phil Ivey. Yeah. And he like made two pair. And he wrote in the YouTube comments, you guys are idiots. I don't think he wrote anything else, just you guys are idiots. Or, These some guys some are version idiots. of that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he explained it a little maybe bit, Maybe morons. You no, know, no, no. It's like, I don't want to get check. You guys are idiots. I don't want to get check raised or something like that. As if super obvious to never bet two pair on the turn against yeah. Phil Ivey, who likes to call. But anyway, whatever. That's not the point. Um yeah, Viffer, not a big not a big fan of our analysis, and we don't really get anything that he's doing, but I don't think he's very successful. <laughs> so this is a, an example of a play that can't really ever be successful. I mean, this is just bottom of the barrel, this play. This is like what happens when the bad players play in our 5-10 game, a poker time game, right? Yeah. I mean, this is like just awful. Yeah. There's like no, it's not even suited. Not that suited is a good play either, but this is horrific. Yeah. Oh, I hope I flop Jack 10 Queen and, you know, lose to Ace King. I mean, what do we hope? I mean, it's just awful. 
It is really bad. I mean, you could maybe begin to justify it on the button, but probably not. You could begin to. Under the gun, this is absurd. Completely absurd. By the way, it's not like the lineup isn't tough. Yes, there's a few soft spots, but come on. Yeah. There's Antonio a lot Spondiari of great players. is the featured player in this hand. Right. Johnny I mean, Chan is, you know, not an idiot. So he's not exactly tough compared to a lot no, of no, no, high no. stakes lineups. But then but I, think, I think Dwan is playing in this game. Yeah. You know, it's all the tough guys. I don't it's think Dwan is. This is season seven, oh. so I don't think they had the full-time guys. Oh, the full-time guys. guys, right. So, like, Negreanu's playing this game. Yeah. Whatever. It's not free and easy, right? I think Barry Greenstein maybe was in this game. Whatever. Who cares? Who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter this how... This is awful no matter what. It doesn't matter if you're at the softest lineup in the world. You're part of the soft lineup if you're limping King-9 off under right. the gun. If you look around, you're like, boy, everyone sucks as much as I do. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Viffer does that, and it's terrible. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Esfandiari is on the button. He's got ace-five of diamonds. He limps behind. I imagine he would have raised had Viffer not limped. I'm sure he would have. Yeah. He could consider raising anyway, but Viffer's so weird and crazy. It's fine just to call on the button. Yeah. Once I mean, you, you already have, have position the on the world and you have ace wheel suited, you can flop pretty well. Things can happen. Yeah. If someone raises, we can call the raise now instead of getting blown off our hand. Whatever. It's fine. It's certainly fine to limp. It's fine to raise too. But. Yes. Small blind folds. Johnny Chan's in the big blind, so he still has to call 800 if he wants to play. But he has ace, jack of spades. You can consider raising here. This is the best candidate to raise so far of all the hands. What are the arguments for raising versus limping? The obvious arguments for raising are we can thin the field at least a little bit. We can usually get rid of Bill Klein at least. And the small, oh, we're, we're the, and the small blind. No, no, we're the big blind. The small blind's already acted. Has he completed? No. Oh, he's folded. Yeah. I guess I wasn't listening to that part. Um, I'm just like the listeners, man. I'm only mostly there. Yeah, that's fine. It's cool. As long as um, so we can get rid of Bill Klein a lot. We might, if we size this well, we're going to size it up, right? Yeah. I mean, if with 1600 out there, I think we're probably going to make it something like 7K. I was thinking at least 75, 8,000. 8, yeah. yeah. We're going to at least five exit, aren't we? Yeah. Like, so. There's already two limpers. Yeah. And, and the straddler to go. We're going to at least five exit. Yeah, you're right. Maybe make it 9,000. Yeah. Like, Viver's just going to fold a lot, especially we see what his range is. Like, look, yeah, Viver's yeah. folding. Antonio's calling. Antonio is calling. But okay, but so we so number one, we get rid of some people, which is great. Number two, we get more money in the pot, which has value. Yeah, that's we really have, good. We rate to have the best hand most of the time with the action as it has occurred. So we far. certainly rate to have the best ace and the best jack. Obviously, the best jack, but the best ace, which is a big deal, right? Because when if no one else has an ace and an ace flops, it's going to be hard to get paid later anyway. So let's put money in now, and if someone else has an ace, we can extract value from them later. Yep. These I don't know why we true. wouldn't. I, I like a raise almost all the time here. Yeah. Well, Johnny is very notably conservative, yeah. and he decides just to call. It's okay once in a while just to call here to protect your calling range here, for sure. But I think you should be raising yeah. like 75, 80% of the time or something. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I think I think that's correct. Okay. Um, so Bill Klein gets to check his option in the straddle with 5-3 offsuit. And the pot is now $7,600 heading to the flop. How can we just let 5-3 offsuit in? Like, that's so absurd. Now, we're, now we have the worst position of anyone four ways. Come on, Johnny Chan. How can you be mad about Chan's play when Viffer did the thing that he did? I'm more angry at Viffer. You should be. I am. I'm very upset with him. Also, Viffer just looks goofy. Well, I don't care what he looks no, like. No, I mean the faces that he makes. No. I don't mean I don't mean his like features. Okay. I don't like it. The goofy faces that he makes. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> All right. Seven thousand six hundred US dollars in the pot. Flop is ace of hearts, seven of spades, six of clubs. So Antonio and Chan both flop top pair. Obviously, mm-hmm. Chan's is better with ace jack against Antonio's ace five. Yeah. Antonio does have the backdoor straight draw, which I guess is nice. But Chan has a backdoor flush draw. Yeah. Um, and Viffer flops nothing with his bad hand. And Klein flops two unders and a gut shot. 
Yeah. Everybody checks to Antonio Esfandiari. So of those checks, I think the most notable is Johnny Chan. Right. What are we doing? I mean, now we're afraid we've been out, like we've been out flopped. Like we completed, so we didn't define anyone's hand. Like, I don't know what we're doing here. Like, so we're trying to give Antonio a chance to bluff, maybe? Maybe we're trying to give give anybody a chance to bluff. That's reasonable. That is reasonable, but we could just bet what is almost, what is often mostly the best hand, right? Usually the best hand, and it's going to check through sometimes, too. Maybe for sure Antonio's betting. I guess it's okay. Yeah. um, I don't think we can be sure Antonio's betting into the field, you know? Right. He's more likely to bet as a bluff into the field in a limp pot like this than he would be in a pot with an aggressor, though. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's that. Um, I don't know. It feels like betting betting is almost an overrepresentation of Chan's hand, though, in a way. like Really? When the kind of completer guy in a multi-way pot bets, it feels like a two-pair type hand, usually, or a draw. I feel like top pair is fine to bet here, especially top pair with a reasonable kicker. I mean, what if you had ace-deuce? Would you think that was fine to bet? Nah. Okay. I wouldn't bet ace-deuce. So what's deuce. the cutoff? Um, I'd want my kicker to at least play. I think ace nine is very bettable here. Okay. Maybe ace eight. You could bet ace eight too. Maybe. I think, but I wouldn't bet ace five. From I actually cha- don't from really, chance position. I don't hate this check so much as you do. I think it's fine. I, I, to me, the combination of, of the complete and check is just like, I mean, it all feels yeah. very wimpy and weak yeah. kind of, but I don't necessarily think it's either. I, I, I don't think either of those plays are categorically suboptimal. No, I, I think, agree. I agree. No, like sometimes you should do both of these things. Yeah. And one or the other a fair amount too. Right. So I, I agree. If I look, if we're playing in the World Series of Poker main event and, you know, we have 30 blinds and I'm in the big blind with Johnny Chan's hand, I'm four ways I might check because I'm afraid of getting stacked. I'm trying yeah. to like pot control. So, okay. But this is a cash game. I don't know. There's less concerned about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Chan in cash games always feels like he's playing tournaments. Kind it does. Of. It's like he's, he's doing too much preservation of his chips and he just never really wins big pots unless there's a cooler. I think he's trying to cooler the hell out of people. Yeah. I think that's entirely, which, which is what a strategy people employ, but I don't believe that's a, a serious winning strategy. Or I, I should say, I think that can be profitable actually when you have bad enough opponents, but yes, but like better players chop you up. Yes. Like, I, w- I love playing against players who, who are just trying to cooler people. It's so easy to play against them. It is. I so, agree. anyway, I'm just saying. All right. So, anyway, it checks to Antonio Esfandiari. Yes. He decides to bet, I suppose, mostly for equity denial, maybe to get called by a seven once in a while. Straight draws. Straight draws, yeah. Also, if his reputation is that he's going to bet a lot here, then sevens, maybe sixes also. Viffer limped with something. Maybe Viffer's got, you know, two nines or something. I think something. Viffer could call with middle pair, bottom pair, but it's a lot harder for Chan or Klein because they have players behind. Yeah, I agree. Maybe they could have a backdoor with it. I think this is a pretty marginal bet, honestly. You could, I think it's fine, but I think it's marginal. I mean, you don't just want to give everyone a free card, though. Like, yeah. It's harder. To, like, you're going to define the hand. You're going to knock out some of your opponents. It's okay just to take it down right and now. And you can get some value. Yeah, I mean, it's just... The pot is so small, it's kind of just like, let's increase the size of this pot. I have right. a top pair. Yeah. And Viffer may just call me twice, you know. With whatever he has. Yeah, call me once with a seven. We check the turn. And he calls again on the river. Great. All right, so Antonio bets 4,200 into 7,600. Cool. Uh, Johnny Chan now calls, which I think is the right play now. Yes. Now, we can agree for sure that that feels like the only play. I don't like raising at all. No. Obviously, we can't fold. Yeah. I mean, if he folded, I would be willing to, to discuss how that is bad for a while. Yeah. yeah. No, this is fine. Okay. Falling's fine. So far, Johnny Chan hasn't made a huge mistake. I just feel like 
the greater story, like if you take the 10,000 foot view on these decisions and everything we know about Johnny Chan, what's going to happen later in this hand too, it paints a very particular picture. So that's what I'm reacting to a little yeah. bit as much as these particular decisions in a vacuum, which I think are fine in a vacuum. I, I will agree. I think they're fine in a vacuum. Okay. Cool. So Chan does call the 4,200. By the way, the worst play in this hand by far is Viffer limping the King Nine off. Yep. It's horrific. Now you might be thinking that's not that much money compared to how much money they're playing for mistake wise, but that 1,600 can lead to like over time. He keeps making these plays. That's a lot of money that you're losing just in EV. Just putting yourself in these positions is just well, horrible. I mean, more than that, like sometimes he's going to flop a king and lose a big pot. Right, sometimes that's part of it. He's going to flop a nine and lose a big pot, right? Yeah. Because he doesn't have a good kicker, and anyone who's putting in a lot of money against him is often going to have a that's, beat. That's kind of what I mean as far as oh, putting okay. yourself in minus EV spots. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So there's that plus just the 1600 he loses all the time in this spot. When you're limping under the gun, you almost expect there to be limpers behind you. Why wouldn't you at least limp with a hand that plays well multi-way? Yeah, like seven, eight suited or something. Yeah, pocket fours. Let's pick a hand that makes sense, Yeah, at least. This hand makes no sense. This is just awful, but anyway. Anyway, he's not going to be part of this he anymore. He throws his hand away. Because him least. and Klein both fold. Do you think there's an argument for Klein calling on a rainbow board with the gut shot? How much does Chan bet again? He does not bet. Antonio Sorry, Antonio bets. bets how much? 42 into 76. And so then it's 42 Chan and a calls. call. So there's 15... Uh, there's like $16,000. Exactly. In fact, 16, 16K in there. And it's 42. So it's not, I think he should fold. Yeah. I, the, the issue is also like it, it could, five, eight could be in Johnny Chan's range here. And if he makes, if, uh, if, uh, what's his name? Bill Klein makes his gut shot, then five, eight makes a better straight. No, it doesn't. F- a five is, five is the straight for. No, he for, was three, five. Oh, I thought he three, four. No, three, five. Oh, oh, okay. My bad. I'm sorry. Um, then yeah, you're totally right. Exactly. It's just also like we have unders to the board. Even if we make, even if we hit and we have the winner on the turn, so a four comes in, right? It's a four, right? It needs a four <laughs> for a straight, yes. Um, that's going to make, that's going to potentially, like the river could bring a better straight for someone else. Like it's just not a great hand and so to draw to it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It is nice that we're closing the action. If we'd backdoor flush draws or something, we could consider it, I yep. guess. We don't. I like a full. Yep, that's what he does. We had two overs, obviously, would call. That's what he does. He folds, and so does Viffer with his king nine, and that experiment is over. Yes. And an experiment that will never be over is Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Never. They've told us. They're, they've confirmed. Until the he- death of the universe, baby. Well, and then it'll still be there, because never. What? Oh. Yeah, it'll continue it will past. Out- outlast the universe. Past the galaxy. And I don't mean... By distance, I mean by time. Although those may be the same. Think about that. I can't even think about anything except for how <laughs> wonderful it is to play on Nitrogen Sports yes. Poker Room. And if you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up, you get access to exclusive Poker Guys events. Such as? Our monthly tournament. Oh! Land ho! <laughs> <laughs> it's a great tournament. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast yes. and the videos and everything. It's... Uh, it's the, the buy-in is one one thousandth of the guarantee. The most players we've ever gotten is 77 or something like Didn't that. We hit the eighties at one point. I don't Maybe know. Maybe we did, but yeah, I think we did. No matter what that number is in anywhere in that range is excellent. It ain't enough. I'll say that it's enough for the, the listeners though. It's yeah, great. It's good for you guys. You want the fewer players in there. So you should make sure nobody else listens to this podcast. Obviously. No, don't do that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Share the podcast please. with all of your friends. Please. <laughs> um, also share nitrogen sports poker with yeah. all of your friends. It's NFL 
NFL season and you can bet NFL on nitrogen sports poker. Indeed. NBA season's coming up. You can bet NBA. Yep. Win total. If you like baseball for some reason, you no. can bet on that. Don't do that. I mean, <laughs> go ahead, but you know, yeah. Examine also, your life while you do it, please. There's also a casino. There's it's, the poker room is nice. The software is good. Yep. Nitrogen is a Bitcoin only poker site. When you withdraw your money, you get it within about an hour. That is well above industry standards, as we most of us and most of you know from experience, all of you listeners who have tried to extract money from online poker before. Even when it's Bitcoin from other places, it's usually days. Yeah. And this is about an hour, hour and a half. It's great. Also, no charge for the first one each week. Second one is like a tenth of a millibit, which is, I don't know, 65 cents or something crazy. It's crazy cheap like that anyway. And every week it's free once again. So it's a great thing, but you got to use the link in the description when you sign up to have access to the Poker Guys tournaments and any other events that we do, which we do sometimes have yeah, extra free rolls. Over time, like we'll that. be changing it. You know, we'll do other stuff. It'll yeah. Be, and it'll be fun. Also, we play in that tournament yeah. often not always but often yeah. assuming our schedule allows and you know you can opportunity to play with poker guys it's amazing opportunity to get owned yeah i mean you're gonna get crushed you by will us be destroyed here's the thing you're playing for third we're not gonna be limping king nine off under the gun no you're playing for third but third place still is money yeah so that's pretty good yeah you still get money congrats to you good third job. place finisher you, you made the podium bronze good job that's all i'm saying good job uh Ben nice. Page or some other listener. <laughs> oh, you really went after Ben Page. Oh, I, I've been waiting to go after that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't go after T-Bone. That guy's tough. No, that guy will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Okay. We got $16,000 in the pot with Chan against his Fondiari. Chan is out of position against his Fondiari with Ace Jack of Spades on an Ace 7-6 rainbow one spade board. Antonio has Ace 5 of diamonds. No diamonds on the board. No. Uh, the turn is the king of hearts. So, so Bingo! sick. Viffer would have hit a king. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, oh. This doesn't usually affect anything unless right. Chan has king seven. But he might just fold that because he has two players behind he's him. He's definitely folding that. So I think. it basically never affects anything. Could he ever have king seven with, like, suited with the backdoor flush draw? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, that's, like, what we're down to. And even then, he might fold with two players behind him. I'm saying that also because Antonio very rarely has ace king and same with Chan because oh, yeah. nobody raised preflop. No, no, it's really hard. But for maybe Chan would have limped ace king. He limped ace jack. Who knows? I mean, Antonio never has ace king. Maybe Chan can have it a tiny bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is kind of a, a bricky brick. Yeah. Um, and there's no draws that the king has anything to do with. And it, uh, does it make full rainbow up in here? No. Second heart now. What Three hearts on the board. And Chan checks. This makes sense to me. Yeah. And Antonio checks. So Chan's like, yeah, I have the best hand. Right. I knew. I was pretty sure anyway. Now I'm 100% sure. Yeah, he's got to be a little bit worried about hands like 6-7 suited, A7, and A6 suited. Chan does. Until Antonio checks When Antonio checks back, Chan feels pretty good. And that's, like, sometimes you could argue that Ace-Jack is so frequently the best hand that and Antonio is going to check back so often that a lead makes a little bit of sense. But Antonio has a few too many two-pair combos for that to be a good idea. Also, he's got a little more bluff combos than a lot of players once we call once. Yeah, we want to give him a chance to keep going with that. I think it's fine to check call. Again, especially on a relatively safe turn card. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, most most turn cards are safe anyway, but that's pretty safe. It's, I mean, it feels like the it, it's a high card, which usually affects things, but it feels like it's actually maybe the safest possible turn card, a king, uh, with the way the action has gone. Mm, yeah, that's a fair point. Like, there's no way it affects either hand, it right? It really shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, it makes it so there are some chops possible if the board pairs yeah. below the king. Yeah, or a queen comes. Yeah. That would actually not be a chop. That would not. <laughs> a six or a seven. Johnny's safe. <laughs> yeah. Six just a six or a seven. Yeah. Um, so check, check. And still 16K in the pot. 
and heading to the river, which is kind of coolery. It's yeah, it's the not, one outer. Yeah, it's the ace. The last ace in the deck, the ace of clubs. So, so Chan's destined to make some money here. The question is just how much can he get? The question is how to go about it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to check and let Antonio bet with, he often has a, a weaker ace than us. Um, we don't think Antonio really ever has us beat, right? I don't think we're worried about that at yeah. all. Like, it feels like Antonio would often continue betting with any sort of two pair or better hand. Any hand that's better. If he somehow had ace queen, he would bet the turn and he would have raised pre flop. So it's two pair or better. He would have absolutely bet the turn with two pair or better, hoping we have an ace. So ace jack is kind of the nuts here. Yeah. Uh, feels pretty good. Feels so that pretty part's good. good. So the question is. How do we get the most money out of hands that can actually stand aggression? Right. This like, is exactly right. Like Antonio's hand, like a weaker ace. It's yeah. kind of a perfect spot. It's sort of a dream spot when this river comes, right? right? Like Antonio's going to be kind of forced to pay us off most of the time, we're going to figure, right? Now, pay us off to what degree? Like you're saying, like if we check raise, if he bets, which we know he would, because yeah. we know what his hand is, um, and we check raise, we'd want to size in such a way to make sure we get paid, but we want to capture as much value as possible. Is that as good? Do we make as much money there as we do just donking out? It's not even donking, but just leading the river. That's a good question. And obviously, sizing matters when all of this is considered. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, the problem for Chan, and this is what you were alluding to earlier, is that his reputation is so nitty that any aggressive action, it's going to be hard to get called a significant amount of money. And when you say aggressive action, well, it's true a bet is an aggressive action. A check raise is a very, a check raise on the river is highly aggressive. And Chan, I think, knows his image well enough to know that Antonio's just going to fold. He may fold every single worse hand than this. Like, if he has ace-10, he might fold it. Oh, yeah. Chan is the only guy who can have a full house here. Right. So I don't, so I don't love the idea of a check raise because that Antonio may also size small, even if he has an ace, because it doesn't look like we have an ace, you know, if we, if we were to check a third time. Yeah. So he's going to size small to get called by, like, some very weak hands, like a seven. You know, and Antonio's going to rep a straight draw or something like that. Bet like half pot and pray. I guess. You know, there's like, it's very hard to get paid. So I don't know. I doubt he would size up against the notorious, notoriously nitty Johnny Chan. Right. So I like the idea of betting out and setting our price. Yeah. Like making we, our price We ourselves. can't set our price too high or Antonio, well, like if we bet 100K into 16K. Right. Of course not. But yeah. we should be able to size it up pretty big. Well, no, no. Let me say this differently. We got to figure out what, what are we putting Antonio on here if he doesn't have air? Okay. Assuming he doesn't have air. He either has like seven, eight suited or a weak ace a lot of the time. Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Seven, eight, seven, nine, seven, ten suited, maybe sometimes five, seven suited. I guess he could have a weird king where he doesn't have anything else with it, where he just took a shot, yeah. turned a king, and now checked it because, well, China yeah, like has a lot of aces. King and, ten suited or something. Yeah, he's got, he's got showdown value. We definitely want to bet against that hand. Right, because that hand might, well, that hand might bet for value, but it, it would bet very small, and it would certainly fold to a check race. It's going to be really hard to get called by anything with king ten if you're Antonio. I mean, you'd be trying to get trying to rep the the miss straight draw, basically. Yeah, but Johnny Chan's not going to call with a seven. I mean, Antonio with his current hand, it's going to be hard to get called by almost anything. Like, what is Johnny Chan going to call him with? Yeah, it's a it's not a good spot, really. But you have to go for value if the, if Chan checks to you, right? As Antonio, well, you have Chan's to. not going to check. He's going to bet. I like that. That right. feels like the right move. Good what job, size Johnny do Chan. you want to make it if you're Johnny Chan into sixteen k? I'm really of two minds here. One, we have base. We we have the effect of nuts, and we know it. So we want to try and get some value for that. On the other hand, it's incredibly hard to come up with hands, as we're saying, that Antonio could ever call with. If we knew Antonio had the hand he had, trip aces, we'd want to size it up for sure. But Antonio has a lot of, like we're saying, sixes and sevens here. He's right? not calling pretty much anything that Johnny Chan bets on the river. 
with those hands anyway. So we don't have to worry about that, you think? I think we mostly just worry about the aces and maybe a weird king. I mean, it's so hard for him to have. I guess I guess we pray he has a weird king more than aces. There's only one ace left. Tony sometimes is going to bet that on the turn. And he didn't raise pre-flop. I mean, it just doesn't have very well, many that line aces. of thought makes me think we should check because Antonio is more yeah. bluff-heavy. Yeah. But is into, what's Antonio going to try? He's going to try and get us to fold the seven, I guess. That's yeah. what he would do. He has to believe we have a seven, though. We're capable of calling with a seven. I don't even know if he knows thinks we're capable of that. Yeah, I don't know. This is really hard to get value. Okay, but let's go with what you're saying. Antonio's not really going to call with anything worse than a king anyway. Right. King makes sense. So let's pretend we're putting him on something like king 10. Which we're, is a weird thing to put him on, honestly, but whatever. But, but okay, but he checked back the turn, so we're going to go with that. Um, and we're not checking. We're, we're going to bet ourselves. Can we really size this up to get called by king 10? I just don't feel no. like we can as Johnny Chan. I don't think we can size it up because Tom we're Dwan Johnny can. What's that? Tom Dwan can size it up. Yeah, I don't think Johnny Chan can size it up here. I yeah. think... Uh, now, Antonio has trip aces, so maybe... Si- like, let's assume Antonio has the hand he has. Yeah. What size do you think we can get called? Yeah, like, we're Johnny Chan, and it's like the scene from Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels in the beginning where there's that guy with, like, that, those weird binoculars, and he can see the cards and stuff, and he's, like, tapping, you know, with oh, the... Oh, yeah. So Johnny Chan's like, oh, he's got ace five of diamonds. Yeah. Great. All right, if I'm Johnny Chan, I want to size the hell out of this. If he's so got what, ace five of diamonds. what does that entail? I mean, the, the only real question, if, assuming we think he has a weak ace... Yeah. How much can we get paid? 16K, That's the 16K in the pot. I mean, if we know he has ace five of diamonds, we should bet more than the pot, shouldn't we? I guess. I think we just have to. Don't we have to? I guess we should go we for it. We have to go for it. How is he going to fold? Trip aces. That's so hard to do on this line. I don't know what we're supposed to... We, we could have a missed straight draw, I guess. I don't know if Giant Chan's ever going to bet a missed straight draw on the river. I That's, think Johnny, that's the concern. Yeah, the concern is... This is the problem. This is what Johnny Chan has done to himself. It makes yeah. it so it's like so obvious because he's just so nitty. Right. All this is because of Chan's nitty nature that this, it's so hard to come up with a way to make money here. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? In trying to be careful and not lose money, we end up costing ourselves so much money because we just can't get the action we're supposed to get. Right. Like it's so hard for us to come up with something. So I think we should. We know Antonio has ace five of diamonds as Johnny Chan. We have to bet more than the pot because he may just, he's just going to feel handcuffed to the hands so often. Yep. You just have to believe that. So we can't bet like $50,000, I don't think. If we're Rob Young, we could, but we well, can't do it as Yeah, because as I think Chan. there was actually 16K in the pot when Rob bet Young 50K. bet 50K yeah. and Antonio called with uh, the bottom full house. Right. Yeah. It, which is effectively the same which thing. Which was ace five, five, by the way. He had oh ace five. Oh my gosh, it was. Hand. It was. And it was like a five, five, ten, yeah. ten on the turn, brick on the river kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, Rob Yong is a very different person right. than Johnny Chan as far as his activity level at the poker table. There's no way Antonio would ever call a 50K bet. So let's work our way. Let's do an auction on down. Okay. Would, would Antonio ever consider calling a 30K bet? So we're going 2X the pot. It feels no. like no, right? I don't think so. So we can go just a little bit past the size of the pot? I guess. So we bet there's 16 in there. We bet like 18. Something like that. 17. Maybe we go 15. 15 is big too. Something like that. Right around pot size bet. Yeah. Pot size. Maybe pot size is fine. The problem is if we're not bluffing, we always he, he's always beat. Yeah, I don't think Chan would go pot size with ace-deuce. He wouldn't do it with a... I mean, he can't have a king, but if he somehow had a king, he would never do no. it with a king. And any, everything else... I mean, it's just hard to come up with anything. Well, Chan goes for 20K. 20K into 16K. Yeah, that's, he's going for it. Okay, I think this is a reasonable job by him, sizing-wise, at least here, right? Yeah, I, I think it's just so hard because of his image. Because let me tell you what happens. Yeah. Antonio relatively quickly folds. He's like, here's Johnny. Yeah. He says that three times and then folds 
but that slow motion fold that people do. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it's, it's a great fold. And uh, Antonio is right in his response to T-Bone. No, it is not standard. I think the other thing he said, which I didn't say because it would give stuff away, was sometimes you're just beat. Yeah. And I don't think he would say that about, like, I don't know, Federholtz or somebody who's going to have balance in this spot. Like, he just knows he's beat against Johnny Chan. Okay, I'm going to tell a really quick story. I may have told it before on the podcast, but we've been doing this for four and a half years. It's fine. Okay. So I was playing Limit Hold'em 2040 back in the day, like three or four years ago. And this guy, who's a very nice guy, like limped under the gun or limped like plus one or something like that. Um, two other people got in the hand. I was in the big blind with ace deuce off. I checked. The flop was like ace, ace 10. Uh, I checked hoping to check raise. It checked through. Uh, turn was a brick. I bet only the original limper guy called in early position. River was a brick. I bet and he raised. Now, it's limit hold'em. So I, at the, on the river, I bet $40. He raised to $80. I'm getting like seven to one to call or eight to one to call or something like that. But I was like, this guy is never bluffing. And if he's never bluffing, and my deuce did not play and lots of kickers did. I was like, my, I always lose. So I folded in a spot. I would never fold in limit hold to almost anyone in the world. I folded to this guy and he showed Ace King. I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, some guys you can just make those folds against and that's a problem for them. Well, let's just talk. So let's talk a little bit more about Antonio's decision then. Yeah. How he came to that conclusion rather quickly yeah first of all first question do you think there's any possibility he checks back if chan checks i can't imagine it he just i mean if he's folding to go if he's folding this quickly he must think that there's no chance he's getting called by a worse hand no 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 he could bet really tiny to try and get called by a worse hand right i guess he could bet like a thousand dollars he could bet like three thousand dollars and chan gets a little worried that antonio is trying to give himself an outrageous place to bluff a straight draw Antonio's rep is crazy, right? Compared to Johnny Chan's. Compared to Johnny Chan's, my so rep from is Johnny crazy. Chan's point of view, he's like Antonio can have anything, and he's super bluffy, right? So Antonio maybe can get called um, by worse hands. Maybe he can't bet too much, but he can get called All by right. worse hands. So let's talk about why Antonio folds, though. Yeah, to the twenty k. Great. So I guess he's thinking, all right, Johnny Chan doesn't have any bluffs. That must be what he's thinking. Like eight nine is not in the range. Well, it's not that Johnny Chan doesn't have any bluffs. It's that Johnny Chan has very few bluffs. He has so few bluffs that I can fold trips. I mean, Johnny Chan can have like 50% bluffs and it's okay, right? Like based on the price we're getting to... No, that's not true. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. He can have less bluffs than that. Um, But no, no, no. 50% bluffs. No, no. We can fold even if he's bluffing half the time, right? Am I I completely losing my mind Yeah, what are you talking about? I don't know what just happened to me. If he's bluffing half the time... Wow. Sorry. Of course (laughs) you'd always call. Yeah. I knew... As soon as I said it, it just sounded really wrong. Yeah, it was. So weird. Like my life just flashed in front of my it's eyes. It's 20, 20K to win 36K. Yeah, okay. That's, that's what Antonio is doing. Okay, so yeah. So we only have to be right um, a little less, than, a little less, a little more than a third of the time. Like 36% of the time. We got to okay. be right. Okay. So yeah, Johnny Chan can be bluffing a lot. What? <laughs> he's not. <laughs> well, he's not bluffing. He's not bluffing. Right, but I'm saying he, he can be bluffing a lot and we can still call. We're saying he's never bluffing. That's the problem. He doesn't bluff at all. Right. If he's bluffing a lot, we want to call more, though. You're saying he can be bluffing a lot, and we can still call as if that's... I guess what I'm saying is we can be... He can have it two-thirds of the time, yes. and it's okay. That's what I mean. Sorry. I yes. don't know why I've been so so hard. I, I just came back from vacation. It's, it's uh, all right. But um, so, like, Johnny Chan just doesn't have to have a speed... Can have a speed a lot, and it's still okay to call. Yeah, let's, let's boil that's it... That's what I'm saying. Let's boil Sorry. it down to this. If, wow. If only, <laughs> if only one-third of Johnny Chan's range is bluffs... We can call. 
Right. That's what I was trying to say. Somehow I got that really badly messed up. If he has two-thirds value, one-third bluffs, we can call. We should call. We're supposed to call. But that's clearly not the case. Exactly. Like, first of all, speaking of value, Johnny Chen is, if he somehow has a king, which he never does, but let's say for some reason he accidentally put the chips in on the flop with king-queen. He's obviously... He's not betting. He's checking. Never in a million years. Right. And especially not betting 20K. So we're not worried about a worse hand value betting against us. Right. So there's no worse value bets. And... Johnny Chen is going to have way less than 33% of bluffs. Like he's I'm going to clear Antonio believes that. I believe that. But you believe that based on Antonio and Phil Locke, right? From those two hands. Well, and I've watched a bunch of Johnny Chen on yeah. TV. Like I've never seen him bluff, I feel like. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, he doesn't bluff very much at all. Um, even if he has the occasional bluff, clearly Antonio thinks he has very, very, very few, right? Yeah. Um, like very few. And... Uh, that seems just to be true, like factual. Yep. It's, it feels like a very easy fold for Antonio. Yes. And this is just, this is such a problem for Johnny Chan. It's, it's sort of crazy. This is the kind of thing where, as a person who's a little bit more mathy, even though I got all those numbers wrong earlier, yeah. um, you know, I'm going to sit there and I'm just going to like probably talk myself into a call a lot of the time anyway, even though I also give this example where I folded in a similar mm-hmm. spot. Um, just because it's like, I'm just worried. I'm, it's so exploitative to get to to fold, get folded out there. You I know? think you fold in this spot. I mean, in your heart of hearts, yeah. do you really? When someone think, bets this much, I think I can. Do fold. you really expect Johnny Chan to say nice hand and, and muck his cards when you call here? Like, no. it really doesn't feel like that's what's going to happen. I agree. I yeah. agree. Sometimes you just have to fold the big hand. I've done it. You can do it. It's fine. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, but it's sort of just nuts that this is this is what Johnny Chan's tightness has wrought. Yeah. Like, let's pretend Johnny Chan is a different player. Like, we sort of talked a little bit around this, but let's pretend it's, I don't know, come up with a bunch of guys. Federholtz. Great. Perfect. Easy call. You have to call. Yeah. He can have a million things. He can have all the straight draws on the board. He can have all the gutters, all the straight draws. He might turn bottom pair into a bluff. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. You got to call because you don't know what he's doing. You got to call. It's a distribution call. Once we check back the turn as Antonio, we very infrequently have a full house at this point, and we very infrequently have a big ace because we limp preflop, so we have near the top of our distribution. I mean, against anyone who's actually balanced to any degree at all, we're supposed to call with a lot of our range here, yeah. not just not like just the top of it. This is near the very top, like you're saying. Yeah. This is a snap call against a guy like Federholtz. Yeah. You don't love it, but you do it. It does feel like a snap fold against Johnny, though. I, like, right. I feel that way. And that is the point. And, and coming, I, I ref- referenced this other hand where Phil Locke played against Johnny. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, I remember that hand. Yeah, where they both make full houses on the river. Johnny has ace-jack, I think. Or yeah, it's like an ace-jack-seven flop. And yeah. And Locke has a set of sevens. It's and like ace on the river. Ace on the river, yeah. And it goes something like, I think it just goes Locke bets and Johnny raises and Locke insta-folds. Yeah, just like he folds so fast and says, I was bluffing. Yeah, because he knows Chan's never raising anything worse than a full house. Locke actually has the worst full house on the board. Yeah. This is a good fold, by the way, by Locke, for sure. Yeah. Against most players, I think, actually. Yeah. But... um but he snap folds against Chan. But some players are going to overvalue their hands or some fa- players are going to think trip aces is good with a good kicker and stuff like yeah. that. And they're going to raise, but he knows chance never doing that. And so it's the easiest fold in the world. And both him and Antonio fold so fast that clearly they're, I mean, they're friends. They talk about how tight Johnny Chan is to each I mean, other Locke, for sure. Lock folded way faster than Antonio. Even yeah. he folded in a split second and he says, uh, I was bluffing, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could have had a, had a plan he's like, I'm bet folding. Yes. Yeah. Right. As opposed to Antonio, where it's like, Oh, Johnny Chan just bet more than the pot. I've got trips with the bad kicker. 
I probably can't call. Yeah. Like when Johnny was first reaching for chips, he's like, cool. I, I guess I'm just going to flat and hope it works out. And it's like, oh, that's not good. No. Nope. Yeah. I think that's what happened. There. And I think it's the right play. Me too. Me too. All right. That's that hand. But now let's talk about a listener hand. Hey. Exciting times. It's about time. All right. Congratulations to longtime listener. Alex Trembath. Alex Trembath. Sent in the hand, and we're going to break it down for you. It's a hand that Alex played. Okay. Um, so how are we going to do this? Are we going to break down all sides of this or just Alex's decisions? Well, we don't know what anyone else has, or do we? Uh, we know what everybody has. Oh, we do? Yes. Well, we're, we're planning on doing this relatively fast, so however you want to do it. You got the hand in front of you. I think you it's make interesting the call. to do with the other guy's hand, too, because okay. the other guy makes an interesting decision. Great. All right, so... Uh, the villain, we're just going to call him villain, is in middle position. And it's early in a tournament, and okay. everybody's very deep, according to Alex here. Great. Uh, and, he's, and Alex's read on the villain is that he's even solid. Opens sure. 3x in middle position. We know now that the villain has two tens. Great. Um, Alex calls on the button with 10-8 of hearts. Okay. If we're really deep, that's fine. That's totally fine. Seems fine. The big blind calls as well. Really deep is like 100 blinds-ish. I guess 70, 80 blinds is fine too. If it's really early in a turn, it, yeah, it could be 200 blinds. Yeah, absolutely. Turn. Yeah, it's it's easy call. Yeah. Uh, the flop is pretty good for Alex. It's a jack of hearts, six of clubs, five of hearts. We don't know what the big blind has. We assume the big blind is just a garbage human. Now, before we get to the flop, we got to tell you about nitrogen. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Um, so, so give us the flop again. Sorry. Jack of hearts, six of clubs, five of hearts. Great. All right, so we flopped a flush draw as Alex. Two tens doesn't hate this board. Back door, straight draw. We can turn open-ended, which would be nice. If we can what do we off. think the villain should do when checked to by the, by the big blind? I think it's a clear bet. With the tens? Uh, yeah, it's not just the big blind. The original razor also checks, obviously. Right? No, there's only three players in the pot. Right. Not, not, not on the I said the villain. What oh, the villain? The villain oh, I'm with, sorry. With two tens. Wow. I really heard hero, even though you definitely said villain. It's been a tough day. And I would say Alex instead of Hero. Would you? I, I'm not sure of his moral character. You can, you know what? Did you just <laughs> fart? <laughs> I did. I don't think anyone could Alex, hear. I'm sorry, but Jonathan <laughs> No farted. one heard of that. Jonathan <laughs> farted during your hand. <laughs> no one could hear that except for you, though, Grant. I did not mic up my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we will. We got to get the full experience. Yeah. I think the tens maybe should be betting here. Um, I think it's fine to bet for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not folding out a jack, but. There's a lot out there to charge. Yeah, we don't want to just give a free card to the whole world here. The, the, a good reason to check is if you know Alex is going to bet a lot. That's true. That's now, fine to check then. We don't know if Alex is going to bet a lot or not because yeah. Alex does end up betting once the guy checks, but he has right. a flush draw. So. Of course. No, no, no. He should be betting this. Right. Um, so what are some reasons that mm -hmm. uh, we can gloss over the tens checking? Because checking is probably okay. The problem is there's a lot of bad cards. You're supposed to bet and check the turn, yeah, right? Think, you bet, uh, you get called, you check the turn and call on most turns, right? Yeah, That's what you're supposed to do. I don't do love the villain checking here. With three ways, and it's just the, and you're really not too worried. About, I mean, anyone can have you beat, but you're going to pay off on the turn a lot anyway, and they can bluff you. I, I definitely prefer betting here. All right. So Alex is going to bet. What do you like sizing wise for Alex? Because you, you think it's a clear bet. Why, first of all, why do you think it's a clear bet? For Alex? Yeah, with eight, ten of hearts here. Jack, well, six, five, two hearts. Okay. Number one, we want to build a pot for if we hit. Yes. Number two, we'd really love everyone to fold because, which may sound high. like they're, what? Because we have ten high. We have ten high. So those two things may sound like they're in opposition. They're not. We love everyone to fold, but if people call them, we're building a pot because we get there a third of the time. Like, that's good too. Also, by betting, and if we get called, we can bluff, we, have a, we can bet bigger later and make, scarier bets come later in the hand, right? Yeah. So I really like betting when check to for sure, because mainly because we have 10 high 
and we have significant equity in the hand. It's possible a 10 is good. It's possible an eight is good. We can turn open-ended with a seven. Um, that's all really nice. We can hit a gut shot and have, I'm sorry, we can, we can turn a gut shot as well. Um, there's just good things that can happen and good things happen when we bet and everyone folds. And we now think the pre-flop razor is not strong okay. most of the time. Right. So we just have to get through the big blind who could have anything. Well, not anything, but could have a strong hand. All right. I have a, a quick counter argument. Good. I, I do think I would mostly bet in this spot, but here's an, here's a reason to check. It's early in the tournament, and yeah. the pots are not that significant. Like, us betting and everybody folding, who cares? That's not such a great result. Mm-hmm. We don't really care that much because those chips aren't worth very much. That's fair. I'm wondering, if we make a flush, how do we make the most money? Right. And it might be an easy argument to say if we bet the pots bigger, and that's true, but I think it's really hard to put us on a flush if we check back here. If, if the flush card comes in. Do you think people are really going to hero a lot, though, if we raise later when the flush card comes? I don't know. I think it's harder. I think it's easier to call when the flush card comes and we bet than if the flush card comes and we've checked, but then raise when it comes. I think that's scarier to most people. Raising is really scary to people. People don't call raise as much, except the crazy people who call everything. Yeah. You know? But beyond that, like thinking players don't call raises that often, right? Especially later in the... You know, the deeper you go in the hand. I don't know if the original razor has something showdownable like he does, and the deuce of hearts comes on the turn. We yeah. can bet big turn and big river. I don't if if we bet now and get called, and then the heart comes, he might just fold the turn. I mean, he has something showdownable. It's almost never very strong. It's not. It's unlikely to get called big turn big river. Anyway. That's true. Don't what we have ten high. I just I really love the idea of even though it's a small pot, winning now, and also we're building a pot for later. I think both those things are pretty cool. And I, I understand what you're saying about not getting, um, it's hard to put us on a flush and there's value in that. I guess I, I like that better when everyone's shorter. You know what I mean? Where the pots are worth a lot more. People are going to be, when they make calls, they're making calls for so many chips. It's like, I think that works better later, than, later in the tournament. Not to say we shouldn't be balanced and do that sometimes too. I mean, I think we should be doing that a little bit for sure. We should be checking back yeah. some flush draws, but not very many, especially when we have 10 high. Like yeah. nut flush draws, I think play much better as a check back. I tend to agree with you. I prefer a bet. Just wanted to explore that option. Yeah. Uh, also, also the one other bad thing about checking here is we could check a heart could come on the turn. We bet we get called by a big heart and then we lose a big pot. Oh, that's true. And by betting, we're much less likely to get called. That's true. If the guy has like ace king with the ace yeah. of hearts. I mean, that's obviously monsters under the bed a little bit too. I don't want to overstate that problem. The problems with that, but there's some, there's some reverse implied odd stuff that can, that can come up a little bit more often by checking. All right. Yeah. I, I, I agree that betting is slightly better option most of the time. I think it, I think it's significantly better, but anyway. So Alex decides to bet 50% of the pot. Cool. 300 into 600, we'll say. He didn't give us those numbers, but that's what we're going to call it. That's fine. I would bet 250, but who cares? <laughs> 225 is obviously the nut number. <laughs> uh, the big blind is the garbage human and folds, and the villain obviously cannot fold two tens here. No. And raising would be maniacal and horrible. Yeah. So the villain calls with two tens. Easy call. checked. I guess the villain likes to be a hero. You know, he wants to put himself in a hero spot instead of the aggressor. It's fine. I mean, it's only 300 anyway. Who cares? Easy call. Turn sucks for Alex because yeah. it's a three of diamonds. Not only does it suck because we don't improve, but also it's not a card that usually changes too much. Four, seven got there, but that's not a very likely holding. Yeah. Like we, like if the five or the six paired, that would be super sweet. Yeah. The jack. The jack doesn't have to pair, but that would be kind of nice for us too. That would scare our opponent maybe a little bit more. Ace would be an okay card. Although actually an ace is better for their range, I guess. Especially when they go check call yeah. for 300. Well, the villain checks again. I don't see anything else the villain can do at this point, do you? No, it'd be really weird to bet now. 
so here's a good question now. Should Alex continue betting or right. take the free card? I like continuing betting when we're this deep. All right. What are we repping when we keep betting? We're repping Jacks. We're repping... Which Jack? Do you think, do you think Jack 10 would bet most of the time on the turn here? I would bet again. Would you? It's close. I would bet because oh, there's a bunch of cards that are going to come that I'm not going to like on the river. That's true. And I usually have the best hand when they check call the flop. Yeah. And I don't. And by the way, betting here means I get to check back the river if I want. And yeah. so I don't. So this way, I get to control the size of the pot instead of like we check. I check back a weird card comes and they bet some weird amount that I hate. And now I have to make the call. I'd rather give them the decision. I'm happy if they fold. I'm happy if they call. It's all good. All right. So, I, so, so if I'm going to bet a jack, I think I can bet my, my flush draws, especially my non-showdownable flush draws. Okay. Yeah. If go you're going to bet a jack, you can bet your flush draws. If you're not going to bet a jack, you can't really bet your flush I draws. I agree. I agree. Because we're betting jacks and better only. Right? Yeah. 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 Sets and jacks. Yeah. Basically. And if we have four, seven suited, which we probably shouldn't, but if we had that. It's hard to have that. Yeah. Seven, eight, I guess is another bluff we could have here. Yep. It's five, six board. Sure. Um, all right. So he does bet again. He bets half the pot again. Cool. So we had twelve hundred in the pot. You bet six hundred. What do you want to do with two tens now? It's not. I mean, this we're saying we're all very deep. Like, how deep are we? Like, do we know? No. So okay, let's assume uh, we're assuming like one hundred blinds, one hundred fifty blinds. Yeah. Because this stuff matters a little bit now. Because if it's like we're one hundred fifty blinds deep, it's still a very inexpensive call. If we're seventy blinds deep, it's starting to starting to get a little more real, right? Yeah. So I think that kind of stuff matters. The deeper we are, the easier a call this is for two tens. Yeah, I think it's a pretty easy call either way because there's more combos. We don't have the 10 of hearts, obviously, because Alex does, right? which is nice. Um, there's more combos of bluffs than there are of jacks, I think, in Alex's range right now if he's going to continue his bluffs on the turn because he has seven, eight suiteds, and he has a bunch of different heart combos. Mm-hmm. I mean, against an unknown opponent, it's not super great with 10s on the turn. No, I think I, I might fold a, a lot of the time, but yeah, I don't know. Theoretically, it might be better to call. I think theoretically this is near the top of our range and we're absolutely supposed to call. Yeah. So I guess that's why I would call mostly is because I would talk myself into if I'm folding this, what am I check call check calling with? Like a few sets, very few sets. There's almost nothing. So I'm going to have to call with tens a lot. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I am going to end up calling with tens because distribution is going to demand that I do. Well, that's game. The villain agrees with you. Yeah. Except you would have bet the flop. Yes. I would not have taken this line with tens most of the time. All right. So, Man, it's getting it's getting tough now, Alex. You got a you got called on the turn. Uh oh, that's really too bad. And you know a place where you can get called on the turn. Oh, sorry, masterclass. <laughs> um, all right, so there's we'll, we'll call it twenty four hundred in the pot now. Okay. The river is the four of clubs. There's now a four liner to a straight out there. It's Ooh. a jack six five two heart flop three of diamonds on the turn four of clubs on the river. Okay. So seven the, eight got there. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Six, seven, and seven, eight. Six, seven's probably not betting the turn that often. Probably not. It's possible because it's so early in the tournament that you may s- decide the guy's calling with just like overcard. Sometimes you just bet again. Maybe. Protect your equity. And I wouldn't really think six, seven was a big part of the range. Yeah, I think that's fair. I agree with you. But it may be there a little bit. Seven, nine of hearts got there. Yes. Yes, it did. That's a hand that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um, all right, so the villain checks again. I don't see what else the villain can do at this point. Yeah, villain should be checking. The question for Alex is, should he go for it here? So we, so it's three, four, five, six. Jack. Jack. Two, two hearts. hearts. Check call, check call. Here we are with 
among the worst hands we can ever show up with. We're not going to win if we check. That's. But beyond that, yeah. even of the hands that we're not going to win that we check with, this is among the worst hands we can ever show up with, right? Yeah. Like 9-8 suited. 9-8 of hearts is worse. There's almost no other hands we can show up that are worse than this. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good reason to bet. Yeah. How do you want to size it? Good question. He called twice. Now we think he has something. What are we repping? That's a great question. What are we targeting and what are we repping, right? I think we're targeting kind of the hand that he has. and We're repping like ace-jack if we bet again? No, we're repping a straight a lot of the time, I think. Oh, right. There's four cards to a straight. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, now we're repping a seven for sure. We're, we're saying we have seven nine of hearts or one of the four seven eight suited combos, mostly. Mm-hmm. That's not for pocket sevens. Pockets, no, no, no. We no we're not betting the turn, sevens. yeah. Probably not. Ew, we're not repping very much, That's are we? the problem, isn't it? But is this guy going to know that? I don't know. That's the question. Usually they don't know that. Usually they just see the board and fold. Alex decides to go for it. I think it's fine. I like his sizing. He goes he goes for 80% of pot. Yeah, I know my voice crack. <laughs> it's funny every time. 80% of pot, so something like 2,000 into 2,400. Um, and I mean, I, I can, I don't love the sizing. You don't? What do you want to make it? I mean, we're not telling a good story with the sizing, right? What would be a better story? A better story would be a much smaller bet. I think you're right. Because like the guy is like check call twice. He's not super strong. He's announced to us that he's not super strong. Why would we think he could call a big bet on the river? Like if we had it. Mm, I don't know. But if we're playing theoretical games here, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're on our polarized range. We're, we're either on a, yes. mis, a missed draw. That's true. Or a straight. Maybe sometimes we can bet a set because this guy doesn't have many sevens in his range. You think we're going to bet a set to this polarized amount? It depends on if we know the guy, if we yeah. have history with the guy. Okay. I think a set is very frequently good here. Yes, I do too. I do too. Um, I think you should bet a set. I just don't know that I'd want to bet so much with a set because I think it's even harder to get called by stuff. There's just like less and less to get called yeah. by. Or even blocking pair combinations with it, you know? Well, the problem with Alex's sizing here is if the villain is going to be putting him on only straights for value, mm-hmm. that's a total of five combos, basically. Seven, eight suited and seven, nine of hearts. Um, yeah, because there's no threes we're going to really show up with here, right? Twos, you mean? Deuces, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. pocket deuces just Ace, as a betting turn. Ace, deuce of hearts. There you go. Yeah. Found one combo. All right, so six combos. Yeah. So there's just not much. So if he's a really good analytical thinking player, we probably don't want to bluff this. Because there's more. We don't have enough bluff combos. There's, there's more heart combos. You, you mean value combos. We don't have enough value combos. Right. That's yeah. what I mean. Um, there's, not, there's very few value combos, and it's... We want to pick things then, if, if we're going to have a, things we bluff with, we want to bluff with things that block what we want them to have, at least. You know, sorry, that block like hands that are, make it easier to call, right? Yeah. I'm not sure what that would be in this case. I, don't I think guess this... eights. If we have like an eight. Oh, we have an eight in our hand. So we block seven, eight at least. We block the nuts The guy doesn't bit. have seven, eight very often. I mean, no. he check called the flop rather than betting the he flop. He never has seven, eight yeah. anyway. It doesn't matter. So maybe there's nothing. So we have a range advantage. That's good for our bet. We do. I mean... I might bet this a lot of the time against most players anyway, because most players aren't analytical and thinking and put all this stuff together and they just fold. In this and spot. we just are like guaranteed to lose if we check back. Yeah. And like you're going 80% of the pot. So it doesn't have to work that often. Yeah. It's like, you know, 40% of the time or something like that. If it works, we're good. I think this is a better play later in the tournament, by the way. Yeah, like, I agree. This is too easy to call when it's not a huge portion of your stack. This is the thing. Like later in the tournament, they're going to fold the turn all yeah. day. But early in the tournament, they're going to call you down. Maybe not on the river, but they're going to call the turn a lot. And look, and this guy may even call us on the river, you know? Yeah. So what do you think the villain should do with two tens here? When he bets 80% on the river? It's not a great spot. I mean, what's Alex supposed to have? 
Like that it we depends what, on hearts. We need him to have hearts, right? That's right. it. He just hearts are the only bluff. There's no other bluffs. I mean, like he could have random air. He could. I guess he. We did check to him on the flop. He could have yeah. random air, but we're not putting most people on random air unless we know a lot about them. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have to be right that often. That's good. We don't have to be right like thirty-seven percent of the time or something. Yeah, but you say that as if it's a good price, and eighty percent of the pot is a bigger yeah. than average bet. No, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. But if we're thinking like there's very few value combos, yeah. There's, but are there's there... a lot. I mean, is he going to play all his hard combos like this? That's a question we have too. Yeah, I mean, it might be a pretty balanced bet as far as value and bluff combos. I mean, if Alex had king queen of hearts, would he just go bet bet bet? Probably, right? Probably. If he had king, well, king jack of hearts isn't going to work for us. Um, it's hard to come up with that many heart combos, though, right? Like, besides king-queen of hearts, queen-ten of hearts, king-ten of hearts. Ten-nine of hearts, ten-eight of hearts. Is that it? Ace. Nine-seven of hearts. Ace-ten of hearts. Ace. Okay. Ace-queen of hearts, maybe. He might not even bet those at some point, because he may not bet the river with those, but he might. He might feel he has to bet. Actually, yeah. when we call the turn, he may feel Ace he Ace-nine of hearts. Ace nine. Okay, so there's like eight heart combinations. Yeah. Maybe that, Okay. So he can bet all his hard combinations and bet all his value. Maybe that's actually fine. That sounds about right, actually. Yeah. He's not going to bet anything else, though. He can't bet his straight draws. That's miss. Although, I don't with, know what straight draws miss. No, they all they get don't. there. Yeah. With, with the three, four makes two pair. I don't know if he's going to bet that. Are we also betting sets? I don't know. Because if we're betting sets, then we need more bluff combos. Well, let's think about it from the villain's perspective here. Great. If we put him on betting sets, we should be folding. If we don't put him on betting sets, we should be calling. Well, if we don't put on betting sets, we're probably we're close to indifferent. I think with the no. amount of value versus bluff. No, we only came up with eight versus six combos, and we're getting a better price. Oh, there's than that. yeah, eight eight bluff versus six value. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's a pretty easy call. Yeah. So if we don't put them on betting, that, I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Alex, if you're betting sets here, he's supposed to fold. If you're not betting sets here, he's supposed to call. If you play all of your heart combinations like this here, that's true. By the way, that's true. That matters. A whole lot. And then we're also saying you have to have a straight. And the combos of straight, again, are? 7-8 suited, 7-9 of hearts, ace-deuce of hearts. Okay. That makes sense. There's six combos right there. Maybe 7-10 of hearts. Could we have that? I Maybe. Yeah, yeah. if we're deep, I, it's possible. All right, so I don't think seven, I'd show up with it, but a lot of people value will. combos okay. there. Still not enough for to get tens to fold here. No. Because... To be clear, Alex doesn't have any one pair jacks left in his range when he does this. And just to give a sense, like yeah, Alex has to have like twice as many value to bluffs for the tens to even consider folding, basically. Yeah. Give or take. Give or take. Right. Um, a little less, but so yeah, that is uh so I guess he's supposed to call, but in practice, most people aren't bluffing this much, right? Right. Most people give up. Yep. So that's the other thing you have to take into account. And this comes this goes back to a player dependent thing a little bit. If we know anything about Alex, if we know he's capable of this, it's much easier to call. If we seem checking back and giving up more, then we should probably be just folding. Well, the villain does call. Yeah. And it's a sad time for Alex. I'm sorry, Alex, that you lost that pot. Yeah, Alex. Now, the villain might have also talked himself into, I checked the flop, I'm underrepped. Like, Which is true. Yeah. Which is true, because if the villain goes bet, bet, Alex is probably going to... I guess the villain's never going to bet the turn. The villain's going to go bet, check call the turn, and then figure it out on the river. Yeah. Which is... So it would have been the same anyway, I guess. Yeah. Although maybe, maybe the villain is less apt to call on the turn and river... Um, once called on the flop. Because now Alex's hand is defined differently, right? Yeah. When, when Alex is checked to, Alex can have a lot of stuff. Alex could have air still, in theory. Yeah. It's possible. There's a queen, ten of clubs here. 
Well, that, that was a, I think that was the right call by the villain. And I think it was a, probably the yeah. right shot to take by Alex once yeah. we get to the river here, too. I think it's a good shot to take. Oh, usually that's just going to work. Yeah, and it's, but it's probably the right call, right? Yes, and even though it's usually going to work, I think yeah. the guy probably made a good call based on what our analysis sounds like it. I'm yep. surprised, actually. All right, Alex, that'll be $75. Yeah. And pay, pay us in PayPal, crypto. Venmo, whatever. Yeah, cash. <laughs> Anyway, well, that was actually a pretty interesting hand. So, Much more interesting than I thought. It always is. Whenever yeah. we actually break something down, so it's thanks, always Alex. fascinating. So, uh, yeah, you guys can send in your hands. Continue to send in hands at... Uh, Hashtag. I don't even remember. My, my, hand, hand, my hand 2PG. 2PG. That's it. Obviously. My yeah. hand 2PG. Get on. Get in on that. Yeah, get in on that. And, uh, you know, we'll see you next time. Okay. And all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.